So, what's up? Welcome, Aaron. Podcast 55. 55? Yep. I thought you did more than that already. Is it only 55? It, it's only 55. Oh. I don't know why I thought you were like feels, in the 70s. Yeah, soon. But, I mean, it does feel like we've been at it for a while, and I guess it's been probably like, I don't know, a year and a half. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, we started in Eric's house. Oh, that must have been fun. We should all have like a certain year anniversary back in Eric's house. We, yeah, that's like a, a good party. Idea. Yeah. No, I, actually, I, I think that... He should cook for us, too. We'll have Inga cook for it, for us. No, 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 no. Eric has to cook. Inga doesn't know. She does do a lot, but are you sure you want to eat food that Eric's I said I was going to eat it. I said he's going to cook it. <laughs> actually, there is a video out there of Eric cooking on our YouTube channel. I'll have to look for that. It's a good one. It's pretty good. Yeah. What's up, man? How you been? Oh, living life. Living been? life. Yeah. Good. Good, man. Everything's great. Yeah. It's, things just keep moving along. In a positive way. In a positive way, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, positive thoughts, positive life. For the most part. For the most part, the yeah. Most part. Yeah, it doesn't always work like that, no, but no, it does. No, no. <laughs> no, no. But as long as you stay positive, definitely, you know and define or go against whatever else is happening then. Yeah. You're in the right direction, right? We're all, we're all on the right direction. So you, you took a little uh, mini vacay, huh? I guess you can call it that. Yeah, it didn't feel like a vacation, though. I, I could have gone longer somewhere else. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Where, where'd you go? Uh, the Poconos, Whitehaven, up uh -huh. there, over there, wherever it is. Right. Um, what was that, Portland? Well, it seemed like two weeks for me because I had to right. take all your clients. Because you work more. <laughs> yeah, it was about four days, um, which was fine. Um, the first day was like the only fun and exciting day. And then the days after that were kind of like filling days and just time. So after that first day, it was kind of like, yeah, I think I'd rather be back home and I could <laughs> work again and have something to do. Um but it, it was good. It was good to not have to work or not have to think about it. Yeah, just take bit. some time off, right? Yeah. A mental reset a little bit, even though you were with a family. Little bit. <laughs> Although it, it wasn't a full mental reset, um, but it was it was part of one. Um, talk about being in, being in that car, that was, that was a good mental reset. Oh, being in the car. Yeah. Because you love cars. I do. I like cars. Plus, it was like one of those, um, not that you don't have to think because, of course, you know, you can't go off the track. <laughs> So you kind of think a little bit, but it was that that like blissful adrenaline, you know, kind of thing, where like you just were just zoned in, not thinking about anything else, and just enjoying that moment. You had the wind, you had the sound, and it was just it was like at home. So, so you were you were racing cars, or a car? Um, yeah, it, it was just it was an open track with some instructors, um, other people on there as well, and you had three laps to to pretty much do whatever you wanted to within safety, of course, you know. Um, in these $100,000 cars and just, you know, go as fast as you want as long as you don't go off the track. <laughs> wow. And, and what were you racing? Um, Audi R8. Ooh, that's R8. a slick car. It is. Good was it like, Z10. was it like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. About 620 horsepower, I think. Oh, that's it? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's quite a rush um, out there in my top. You know, maybe be top three of like favorite cars of like all all time and everything. So we were actually supposed to take a different car, one that I didn't want want to take because I I didn't like the car as much. Um, but then when they got there, they said that 
they unfortunately didn't have that car available, so we were upgraded to the Audi, which was one of my favorite cars. So mm. like, I'll take it. Much, much better than the one that we were going to be in. Nice, nice. That, well, that's good. So it kind of worked out. Yeah. So did you hit like zero to 60? Uh, no, it, there was no like um, launch or like take off or anything because it was, there were like other people doing like the same thing. So we just kind of like kind of entered the track and then kind of also avoid and then, you know, watch out for like other people. Um, there were two small like straightaway sections, I guess. Um, one, I think I got up to like 90 in it. Which is a, like impressive, right? Because it was small, but the but it had some turns, and the, and the instructor was very um, impressed with the fact that through the entire day, I was the only, only person that held that speed during like those corners and everything. So he was kind of like giving me props with that, which made me feel kind of good. <laughs> and then there was another bigger straightaway, which I think I got to like one fifteen on, um, which I want to go more, of course. But if I did, I would have gone probably to a different city because <laughs> like a short current was coming up. So it just went around the track. So they're, cause they had that cone set, set up to where you know, like you can accelerate here and then at this distance, you just mm. start to slow down because of this turn, you know, stuff. So there's kind of like a little bit of, um, like you can't actually go full bore, you know, because you don't want to actually go crash off the track. And, you know, yeah. So it's like they had these safety things, but like within those parameters, like you could kind of push it as hard as you felt comfortable doing. So, so how fast are you taking the turns? It, it depends on the, on, the, on the turns. Um, some are like really, really sharp, kind of like hairpin, you know, like instant turns. Some are a little bit longer. Um, I think the slowest turn, I think it was like maybe around like 30 or 40, and then all the other ones are kind of like above that. You know, um, you kind of like really have to trust like the car itself, you know, mm -hmm. which is like the, the hard, hardest thing, weird, weirdest thing was to like not want to slam on the brakes and kind of just allow it to coast through these, you know, mm -hmm. and like let the car actually, you know, move through the turn smoothly. And then just gas it out there at the end. It's mm -hmm. been fun. Trust I plan on doing it again next year. So okay, different spot though. Yeah, different spot. Well, that's fun. That was a fun little trip. It was. It was. I still think about it every day. Really? I'm driving in my car. I'm like, man, this isn't as fast. <laughs> it's like it's not. Like I'm taking turns. Like this doesn't handle the same. You know, of course it doesn't. But sure. You know, I, I think. But you'll get back there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe that'll, that'll be your uh, one of the cars you drive every day or every other, you know, in the weather. I mean, if, I, if I can afford it. Soon, soon enough. You want to pay me $200,000 for it? Okay, maybe one day, you know. <laughs> we, we plan on growing and helping a lot of people. Okay. All right, good. So, yeah, all right, we, we're talking a little bit about cars and the power of cars. And today we're actually going to talk about the power of the core. Who's core? Your core? How, how's my core, by the way? By the way, Aaron is training me hey. for the first time I have. Not the first time. I mean, we, we, well, no, 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 for a while. Yeah, for a while. It's been, what, like four months? Oh, when, when did I start? Because it was shortly after that. I think it was maybe like a month or so after I started yeah. right? Yeah. But, so anyways, it's been a while, and it's the first time in my life that I've been trained. By a professional, by someone, <laughs> by someone other than yourself, by other, yeah, someone other than myself, and I'll tell you, I mean, it is nice. I mean, first of all, the benefit is I don't have to worry about creating my own plan, my own workout. Like I'm doing that enough with some other clients, and for yourself, you just kind of want to see what someone else comes up with and just sit back and coast. Yeah, for the car. Yeah, you're kind of in that client's, you know, shoe. 
for ones where like you you're showing up to a place and what the results you don't care how you get them in a sense you just kind of want them right you know right head down and then just follow the path mm-hmm. yep i mean just don't question anything just do it and just just that's it i like it it's fun well the real question is would you give me a good review on yelp <laughs> i would okay. I, I would give you five that. stars out of hope five otherwise we'll be drinking up your program <laughs> No, it's been great. I'm feeling stronger. I mean, my goal was to build strength, and you know, it takes time to do that. But yeah. I'm noticing a difference. For sure, I'm getting a little more comfortable with the bigger weights. You know, bigger yeah. numbers, getting everything up there. You know, near that, or getting to the point where you can feel comfortable in every lift. You know, within like the under pound range. You know, which mm-hmm. is uh, which is a good feeling. Yeah. So the goal is 3x my body weight in deadlift, mm-hmm. and I mean it would be nice to 3x in bench, but we're <laughs> we're, uh, we're we're quite a ways away from that. Uh, I think the vast majority of the population is far from that. Yeah, what what is a good bench press versus like weight? You think if there's such a thing? I mean, like relative, you know? Yeah, it's like, all relative. You know, for it is if if you have the strength goals, if you're talking about reps, um, height kind of plays a big factor into it as well. Um, a lot of you know body composition and everything plays you know like a big role in it as well. Um, I, I I think the I think there's still kind of like a stigma, you know, in the sense of like health and fitness, where it's if you know like a certain individual who weighs. X amount and it's as tall and works out certain amount of days that they need to be lifting this much weight to like be considered like an actual like gym you know goer and like, mm-hmm. you know and if they don't then they automatically don't know like anything about working out it doesn't work that way at all but right. people kind of like really hold that strength and physique kind of thing on like this really big pedestal of like you have to have it this way to know what you're doing and if you don't then it means that you don't know. Yeah. Which is completely not how that works at all. And right. it's only kind of getting worse and worse as I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like today's topic, strength training is not just about, oh, let me 3X my body weight because I can brag. Like we literally need to strength train. And today's topic is the importance of core strength specifically. Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover this topic because, you know, a lot, a lot of our clients that come here, they have some pains, right? And usually it's what? It's like lower back pain, it's neck back, pain. pain. Just aching all over shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know. And and a lot of that could be because of uh, weak core, right? Could be weak core. Just sedentary living, not being active enough, a lot of sitting, you know, watching TV, working, driving, we're all kind of like sitting. You know, when you think about it, like even like right now, like this is like the shortened of like the hamstrings, mm-hmm. you know? So like the whole time everything's just so like short and tight. Yeah. You know, people sag after hours. And then they wonder why they're kind of like tight and achy and sore. Yeah. And they never get that lengthening in their thing. Yeah, because it's pulling on the spine, it's pulling on all that and then, Pull on Yeah. So, okay, so what is the core? Core is everything. Core <laughs> is everything. Every single thing. See that? It's the core. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's the core it, of everything, right? Really, That's why they like, call it. To your entire torso, and I, I know a lot of people don't understand and ignore the fact that the core is not always that those six or eight little muscles in the front. It's also on the side and in like the very, very back as well. Your wraps, everything wraps around everywhere. People will 
span out crunches and leg raises every single day, but completely forget the, the backside of the corner, mm-hmm. you know. And then they still don't actually ever, ever get it anywhere with solving their pains or strength um, issues. I don't know why. It's always it's always forgotten about. It's always forgotten that it it's this like big capsule that holds everything in. People just only ever want to focus on that aesthetic visual part of you know the, the washboard abs. Right. And it's not that. It's everything. It's not. It's everything. It's even deep inside too. It's not even just just the front there on the top. It, it goes deep, deep inside. Which certain muscles that you can't really train by doing like any sort of you know core core unquote exercise and other things that you have to do to train them like bracing wise. Which is why you know big compound ones are good for for that and stuff. But other than that, I mean the core is the core is your entire you know entire core. The like, big biggest part part of you almost. Okay. Exactly. So, so it's definitely important. Oh yeah. Important for everything. Yeah. Don't you like having a stomach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not like you said. It's not just about the the physical. Let's have a six pack abs. It's, it's literally not. like back pain, like eliminating back pain, eliminating a lot of pain. You know, even when I used to my previous career sit a lot, I would notice some days I would have this back pain. Mm-hmm. And that it's gone now. It's totally gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were a lot more sedentary just throughout your day than yeah, you know, right, yeah. right. Um, I've also, I, I think there's also still this weird idea, which I guess it's not necessarily weird in a sense, that um, like if if some somebody has like a, a six pack, and then there's somebody next to them who doesn't have a six pack, like they almost think that you have to work your core to get that six pack. Like those muscles are there, even if there's fat there, like you don't, you just can't see it. You don't work out the core to get those muscles to like show, you know, like they're always there, like no matter what. Right. It's just depending on how much fat you have there. So even if you don't work out your core at all and you lose weight, you're still going to see those abs. You know, but people think that they have to have this massive big core routine to have those abs like pop. It doesn't like, that's not how it works, right? The muscle's there, like when you're born, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's always there. It's just making it stronger and more stable and more, or allows you to do more things in other forms of life, whether it's other sports or daily activities or, you know, being stronger in certain movements that are kind of like unbalanced and stuff like that, you know, Mm -hmm. but like the muscles are always going to be there. Right. So if you want to see your core, it's not about doing more exercises. It's It's about about just... Just eating differently, right? Yeah, it's about losing that weight. Now, of course, that doesn't mean don't work out your core just because you don't have to. You still should. You know, should work out everything. You know, as, as long as you can. Um, but yeah, if it comes down to like actually just seeing the core, like vis- visibly wise, that's just getting rid of that body fat that's around it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you should still be working out the core. Though. Just, just make it stronger. Okay. Because again, it's not and just it, the front. It's and we need to do that because, like, somewhere around in our mid thirties that muscle starts, all those muscles start deteriorating, right? Um, I don't know if it's the exact like time frame for that. I don't have a number for it, but I, I know it, it does kind of start to happen slowly, slowly over time, depending on how active you are. And you know, your diet has a big factor in that as well. Um, but not only just a factor like the deterioration in the sense, but you know, usually once people kind of get to that age, you know, they like what's that saying? Like once you hit thirty, 
you know, and like everything kind of like, like, like starts to hurt, right? Yeah. You know, like from that, somehow from 29 to 30, like your body completely changes and then you're in like mm-hmm. a new world now, um, which I think is a little bit of like a mental thing. Yeah, I, you, I agree you know, with that. Like people just realize that they're 30 and like, oh, I mean, I'm supposed to be hurting now. Yeah, and then, and then the pain but comes. They exactly. also just, I think, slow down, you know, at that age. Because mm-hmm. there's still this idea that is like, Doing certain things, working out, exercise wise, has to be done like between like you know sixteen and like twenty five, you know. And then like after that, like oh, it's too old, you know, I can't do it. Like that's too fast for me. Like I'm too old now. I got too much stuff going on, you know. But you can you do the exact same stuff that you know, like someone the age eighty can do the exact same stuff that you're doing now. And there are, you know, there's a lot of elderly people that are still like powerlifting and oh. Olympic lifting and like breaking records and everything. So I mean, there's there's no reason to stop at 30 just because you feel older. You know, like you you need that stuff to last you your entire life. Right, right. And I and I think a lot of it is that well, I just I don't necessarily have the time to do that. Where you had the time when you were in your early 20s. You do. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but it's in a kind of a, you know a little bit of an excuse there, right? It is. <laughs> it is because. You may not be making time for that. That means you're making time for something else, though. Right. You know, you're always going to make time for something. That, that I mean, if there's something you really want to do, like you really want to do it, you're going to find a way to do it, whether you get the time or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it may not be the best thing you could do. Like, you may be choosing the wrong things, in a sense, but you're always going to find time for the stuff that you want. So, so basically, it's are you finding time to not potentially have pain because a weak core... First of all, that'll lead to also bad posture, right? It does. It does. And, and yeah. what does bad posture do for you? <laughs> it does. Well, how many times have I corrected you in your posture? Yeah, and again, that's from 20 years of sitting. Yeah. Improperly. I mean, punching you over. like now. You know, yeah. You got like low. And it's because we're sitting and these chairs are forcing us mm-hmm. to have this this bad lean. And that's why we got two stand-up desks here. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're always standing. I do prefer the same more yeah. when I'm sitting. I mean, I I even like feel it in my legs after a while. They feel like fuller and like a little more, uh, almost kind of like a balloon in a sense. Like I can feel that there's just like more like water and everything there. Because when I'm you're standing? No, like sitting. Oh. So like I have to stand and move and like I get, yeah, get moving and I feel better. Get that blood flowing. Um, even like when I was younger and doing my shows and everything, my tra- trainer at, at the time, like in between like our sets and everything. And I would, you know, sit there. It's like this, like waiting to come over and smack me in the back. You're like, get yourself up there, right? You know, like, you know, get get that back up, get some shoulders. Like, you have the physique there. Like, show it off. Don't be hunched over like this. You know, go up, go ahead and get up there. So, I mean, that that along with the combination of a lot of strength training and a lot of um, like stability work over time, I think has helped me with um, have a c- consistent good pop. Posture, like I don't have to think, think, think about it now. You know, I just wake up and I, and I go, and I know that I'm alright. I do kind of like nice and upright, and everything's kind of like in line. Granted, there's times here and there, you know, like I'm a little more tired. I might be hunched over more, but um, I've noticed a big difference with training core and kind of like not training core for as intense for a while. On especially like a lot of certain exercises, like even just like getting the weight up, I can feel way more like unstable than like one half I was like beforehand. Um, so I mean, it's, it's definitely something that you just gotta find, find the time for it. Find Always the time find for the time it. for it. Like stretching after a workout and core 
I think are the two things that people skip the most on. At least that I've seen. Not arms. <laughs> people always do that. Arms and chest always find a way to get out of the front. But but core and stretching. Core and stretch and potentially I'm, I'm more core. Yeah. I've done it, you know. I Because we want that, out. you know, fuller chest and we yeah, want we those bigger biceps. You know, work out two hours, you know, and do a lot of stuff for, you know, back and chest and everything. And then you get to the end of the workout and you're like, I really have to stretch. You know, I was supposed to do it yesterday. I was supposed to do abs yesterday too, but kind of tired. I can't wait to do it tomorrow, you know. Yeah. And then tomorrow comes, you know, and the same type of thing, you know. It's like, man, it was a hard workout, you know. It's already, you know, it's like, oh, God, I've got to get home. Like, yeah, I'll do it for tomorrow. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like, it, it keeps going. But yeah. starting off your workout with core, really good, really good, beneficial. To kind of get that thing primed and ready, ready to go. Probably one of the best things that you can do. Especially mm-hmm. if you're doing, like, heavy. Lifting. So, so, and what would you do for that? What are the kind of exercises? Um, I mean, there's, there's a handful of different things, you know, like you can really never go wrong with any kind of plank, um, any kind of isometric or any like anti-rotation work is, is, is really, really good. Like those marches that I have you do, mm-hmm. you know, where we're like really making sure that everything's kind of stacked. And for those marches, I'm basically holding like a 35 pound kettlebell in one arm, just kind of letting it rest on the shoulder. And I'm doing like high knee raises with like a slight pause mm-hmm. and then walking across the room. It's like back. you're like in marching band, marching band, more weight. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot slower. And those are tough and you can feel like the entire body working, like all the muscles, everything's being stabilized mm-hmm. and, and activated from the legs all the way up to the neck. Yeah. Everything. Even I can think like my brain is being <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, there's a lot of coordination and kind of balance and stuff going on there as well. But that's, you know, part of it. You know, like it's purposely trying to throw you off to where you have to correct it and kind of get into that proper alignment. So like a lot of anti-rotational stuff is good. You know, a lot of those like dead bugs, bird dog things, um, the paloc press, mm-hmm. you know, those as well. Like I, I personally think, and there's some other um, higher end, Coaches, you know, and everything that also agree that um, that anti-rotation for core is way better than anything else. You know, anti-rotation. And a couple exercises that are anti-rotation. The paloc is the paloc. The, the marches are. Um, so, so the paloc press. That's where you can use either a band or a cable machine, and grab it, keep it centered in the middle of your chest. And take a yeah, wide step to the other side, side while while keeping everything stabilized. Mm-hmm. And I notice when I'm even doing those, you gotta concentrate. And that's kind of like, I mean, you have to obviously concentrate on all the exercises. But let's just take for example, like when you're doing like a bench press, I feel like you're doing you're not necessarily concentrating as hard as when you're doing some of the core exercises mm-hmm. where you have to also maintain this balance. Mm-hmm. And there's this like whole thing where because it's your core and it encases the spine that you're activating more neurons in the brain that are going down the spine and so on. So keeping that muscle also activated as you age and you're walking up the steps or whatever you may do and having that neural balance is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean the the spine is, you know, almost kind of 
Well, same in the same uh, as the core, but you know, it's it's just as important to work that as it is the core. You know, people are so kind of like scared and worried about, like about their back, you know, and everything. So like everyone's always like they're very afraid of like hunching over, in or but they want to keep like nice and up, upright. But like kind of training the spine to move in every little movement that it can is you know, like the most beneficial thing that they that you can do. Um, I, don't, I don't know why people think that. If something's weak and they keep it weak in the same plane without training it in any way, it's gonna make it better. Right. But so, um, I mean, I I guess I understand because they're kind of like scared. You they're know? they're scared to they're pull scared something. They don't want the pain. But it's almost like you have to weigh the the consequences of not doing that and potentially, yeah. you know, get it, it's gonna get worse if you don't mess it with is. if you don't do it right. Yeah. That's yeah. why even like doing yoga. That's all. Good. That's a lot of spine and core. It was very good. Um, I mean, any any uh, exercise or stretch that kind of like um, put your body in like a plane of motion that like you're not used to. Like I, I used to do a lot of training um, with clients where we would have weights and we would put them in strong positions like deadlifts or squats or something and then we would take those weights that they have and like purposely offset them in like weird random uh-huh. like planes uh-huh. so that they would have to stay in, in there and like kind of adjust for it and like accommodate for it so you know like if you know have, if have you ever like move stuff and like you go to like bend over and reach over like on one leg and if you go to pull something sure. like all of a sudden you feel like you just kind of like fall sure, sure. tip you know so like you, even things like that, like put them in that position of then taking weight, having to move it around and kind of strengthen in those very uncomfortable, like unbalanced planes. And, and, and where, again, where you have to literally think, yeah. okay, what am I adjusting for? Yeah. yeah Versus like just pushing or pulling. Yeah. 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 Well, Which that makes sense. Kind of comes back to how, what we said in, in the start there. It's like there's so many different ways to work out. It's not just like strength or like muscle based. <laughs> there's so many you know? different ways. For so many, but but the point of this podcast is again to so just bring awareness of how important working out your core, not just for the you look the six pack is there, right? The way that you get there is you just eliminate the fat, mm-hmm. but you still need to train it and keep it strong. Just a muscle like anything else. Just a muscle like anything else. Yeah, yeah. To not have pain, to eliminate both back pain, neck pain, all kinds of different pains better posture and so on. So what are your, like, let's say someone doesn't have access to any equipment. What are some of your top favorite at home core exercises? Um, I said any of the planks are good. And you know, like a normal plank. So elbow plank, plank full plank, which is yeah. like push up, straight arms, hands. side to side planks are side good. Planks, any variation of them, you know, that kind of like makes it a little bit harder, like taking like leg off, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing, doing a side plank on your hands. Um, the, so like the bird dog is good. Um, dead and, dog is good. And bird dog is where you're just like on all fours and then you're lifting your right arm, your left yeah, opposite, leg back, yeah, opposite. Yep. Yeah, maybe a slight pause at the top mm-hmm. and then doing like, let's say 20 reps of those. Bird, uh, dead bug is just kind of the opposite of on your back. Yes. Yeah. Which, something I guess with those um, exercises specifically, but pretty much any, any typical core exercise, um, is the debate on like if you're laying on your back 
and like you're doing like leg raises on the floor and like like if you should get get your back flat on the floor or if you should allow that arch okay for everything yeah and the you know debate forever has been like you need to learn to pull your stomach to the floor to get that flat back right a lot of people do it a lot of people preach it um which i think i got this more from the olympic side coach coaching and everything um and, and some other like mobility and you know physio kind of kind of coaching is that you should actually allow that arch because that's natural arch and that's how we live with that natural like we we don't walk around trying to have our spine in a straight line and flat. yeah that's true you know, like we have that natural arch so we want to train in that plane we don't want to try and force it out of there you know like why why, why would we want to try and put it into a, a different angle that it's not used to as you know as opposed to keeping it in what we normally live in like our spine's not going to change hmm. you know like shape right it's going to stay like so we should keep it in that shape and training it in, in, in there because that's what's most familiar with. Um, which, I mean, I, I try to preach that a lot to clients and everything because um, everyone always wonders, you know, like, should I flatten out my back? And like, is it okay here? Like, this arch here? Like, should I fix that? And like, that's fine. That's fine. But it's yeah, not, and, it, and it, it's, like, it's not bad. Right. If you have that arch, then why not just keep it there? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Versus doing something that you're not used to having, right? Right, I mean, it, it just, it, it's not something that has seen, or it, at least from the stuff that, you know, like Richard, the stuff that we have so, so far, that it, it's not seeming to make any, like, major benefit of changing it. Yeah. You know, it's best to keep it in its natural state and kind of train from there. And yeah. I guess also on the, uh, a little bit of, of, of the rant in the sense, um, what, what are your thoughts on hanging leg raises? I mean, I personally like the ground. No, I like hanging. Yeah, for myself because you know I don't weigh that much, so right. it's easy for me to hang. Right. But I know for a lot of clients, it's not comfortable to hang. They actually feel it more in their shoulders right. or hands. Yeah, hanging. Yeah. But yeah. I personally love them. Um, <laughs> do you think the vast majority of people do them right? I think I know <laughs> the answer to this question. <laughs> no, no. What do you think they do? What do I think they do? Do they go up too high? Mm -hmm. They don't extend far enough low, low, like extend their legs straight. No, I mean, from the countless gyms that I've been to and people is that the amount of people that do laying, hang, laying, <laughs> hanging leg raises and work out their hip flexors uh -huh. more than their abs would be like nine oh, out of ten times because yeah yeah because like nobody is their legs are here and they swing up to here and then back down right and, and you need to get that's all hip flexor you know like anything past your hips where your pelvic is, is tilting that's your core okay and I, I, don't, I don't think i've seen one person it was maybe one back up like my home home gym actually do that you thing. know that's a good point yeah you got to bring those legs up higher you do you got to get yeah. that tilted yeah. Otherwise, because just, if you think about that same exercise from the floor, you're raising your legs higher. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. You should do some. I will. <laughs> as soon as right now. <laughs> Demonstration, right? Right, right and wrong. I, I don't. I don't think this the camera angle will grab it. We can turn it. We'll create a video. <laughs> okay. How about that? I like it. Keep on. Okay. Well. That's this podcast, short and sweet, but very important, the importance of core strength and how really we should always train it, whether it's at home, maybe for 20 minutes, three times a week, 
or if you're doing it at the gym. By the way, a lot of exercises that are not quote-unquote core exercises, you're still working out your core. Because I know like all the time when you know we're doing deadlifts and, and squats, you're always like, all right, Jeremy, concentrate, tight core, let's go. Mm-hmm. It's that bracing. Yeah. Because it's so, that, that um, transverse ad- abdominis in there, which is the like, inner, inner muscle of your core, to which no leg raise, no twists, you know, anything like that is going to work. It. The only way you're going to get it is from either doing like backing training or like bracing. Yeah. So like getting that intra-abdominal pressure in there, like before your lifts, number one, you're also saving your back. So like you're not going to hurt anything or have any damage there. But you're also working at the core at the same time. There's a lot of lifters. Actually, a friend of mine who was a strength coach, he doesn't do any core work workout besides his squat, bench, and deadlift. Like that, that's the only type of core that he gets. Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole stigma of like, oh, deadlifts are not good for you, squats. Sure, they're not good for you if you don't do proper form, but they're super beneficial. I mean, technically, exercise isn't good for you either for the going down, you know, state. But in the long run, it's good for you. But in a short, short, you know, like little burst, exercise technically isn't good. Well, because it's stressing your body. Yeah. Right. But yeah. we need that stress. Mm-hmm. We need, we need yeah. that stress. That's mm-hmm. good stress right mm-hmm. there. Not like some of the other the stress. The only good stress. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good stress. And you get that good feeling after, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go find out here pretty soon. Okay. Well, I'll let you go get your workout in. And thanks for listening. Podcast 55. Again, if you guys have any questions, want to reach out, find us, leave a message. We'll hit you back. All right, guys. Thanks.